Welcome to Bitcoin Fixes This, where we explore the impact that Bitcoin will have in all aspects of society. Today's guest is me. I am answering listener questions both on Twitter and Stacker News. Find out more about Taproot, Christianity, and many other things that I will be discussing with my listeners. All right, welcome to another episode of Bitcoin Fixes This. My name is Jimmy Song, and I am going to be answering listener questions. So I do do this about once every six months or so. So um, it is usually a good time. Hopefully, um, I haven't really gotten a chance to look at all of the questions, so it'll be interesting to see what's actually there and. Uh, but yeah, hopefully my answers are to your satisfaction and not too boring or something like that. So let's get started. All right. Could you please review the sidechain and projects like this? No, I'm not because uh, I don't like I, I don't look at all coins. All right. So why is Bitcoin price so sticky? How can that be when only 15 percent is on an exchange in price discovery? Um, well, supply and demand seem to be around the same amount. So that's when price doesn't move. Um, so don't know exactly what's happening, but uh, the longer it's, uh, it's suppressed, the you know, higher it'll bounce later. How do we get more liquidity into the Lightning Network? Thoughts on dumbing down hardware and software in both Lightning and Bitcoin? Security trade-offs, timeframes, pros, cons. How can the average pleb help accelerate massive Bitcoin adoption? Well, I, I think we're trying to get things a little too quick uh, with respect to that last question. So, um, you know, like plebs can't force massive Bitcoin adoption, right? Like it has to sort of be done by the market. Um, if you build cooler things, maybe that, that'll help. Um, I think the liquidity on the Lightning Network is pretty good. Um, you know, I don't see normal pay payments really failing. The ones that tend to are giant ones, uh, giant uh, payments or something like that. So that would be the main thing. So, yeah, I mean, that that that's my opinion on it. Uh, and I, I don't I don't think uh, we need to worry too much, um, you know, as demand ramps up on that. And you know we'll we'll see more of it. Uh, what do you think about Silk Road and Ross Real Ross U? Uh, so this is talking about Ross Ulbricht. I think uh, the Feds kind of had it out for him, and the sentence was way too harsh for what you know he actually did and stuff like that. So, like the ridiculousness with which he got charged compared to say like some of the people that were investigating him that stole money and stuff like that. It's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So, um, you know, I, I would like to see clemency for this guy. I think uh, he's been unjustly put in for way longer than he should be, even if he were guilty, uh, which I'm not completely concerned about, uh, convinced about either. But I, I like, even giving him giving the government the benefit of the doubt, I don't think he should be in jail for that long. What similarities, differences do you see between the gospel and Bitcoin? Hmm, interesting question. Um, so there is uh, the sense that 
you know, both are kind of like evangelical sort of endeavors. Like one of the things I joke about is I'm preaching Bitcoin to Christians and Christ the Bitcoin or something like that. Um, but yeah, between the, you know, there there is sort of like a community around each one. So that's another similarity. Uh, the big difference is that, you know, uh, the gospel is about like eternal life, right? Like your spiritual destiny and stuff. Um, Bitcoin does have some metaphysical element to it, but it's uh, it's not about eternal life or your spiritual destiny or anything like that. So I, I'd say that the big difference is sort of like what's at stake. Um, although a lot is at stake with Bitcoin, I think much more is with the gospel. Um, all right, let's see. Next digital one lunches soon. What are you looking to get in? Uh, well, I, I like barbecue, so that's what I would try to get in. Bitcoin, is there any weakness? I mean, uh, depends what you're trying to do with it. If you're trying to pay something very quickly, then obviously lightning network will work a lot of the time but obviously if it's if the merchant doesn't take it then it's kind of useless uh regardless of that so you know it, it really I, I need to know more context to be able to say is there a weakness well what are you trying to use it for i think for the th things that people are typically using it for which is store value um I think it's fantastic. I don't really see a weakness in that regard. Um, all right. What are your most, what are you most excited about re, uh, regarding Bitcoin development over the next decade? What are you most excited about regarding Taproot? What is your take on removing the mempool as mentioned in the mailing list? Um, so Bitcoin development, I would say, um, you know, some, sort of covenant maybe is is a possibility uh but cross input signature aggregation i think is the one that i'm most excited about because i, I think it does sort of incentivize coin joins and things to that effect um the thing i'm excited about with regard to taproot is uh sort of like making it easier for users to back their stuff up. So um, once wallet providers figure this out, you can have a backup of your keys with like two of your friends or something like that in a way that like they don't have your keys, but they'll have access to your UTXOs after a certain amount of time or something like that. Um, and with regard to removing the mempool, I don't think that's necessarily a good idea. All right. Uh, can you please go into detail about Taproot? I know the advantages, but I'm yet to understand the mechanisms to which which provide these services. I'm not a coder, but I am finding it hard to get into this. Um, I, I published a few videos a while back where I read through the actual BIP 340, 341, 342, and try to explain them. And th those are taproot. So if you want to know the details, uh, it's all in there. But basically, there's new opcodes. There's uh, Schnorr signatures. Um, so the Schnorr signatures are a different type of signature than ECDSA. Um, the serialization is shorter than ECDSA signatures um, and, and things like that. 
um, the opcodes actually like use the Schnorr signatures instead of ECDSA and Sequoia version one, which is what Taproot is. And then there's also this uh, mass tree, which, uh, which is a Merkleized abstract syntax tree, which allows you to have lots of different possible scripts, uh, you know, in 32 bytes in, rather than uh, a single one uh, in like 80 or something like that. So it, it makes it uh, much more flexible. But I mean, if you're not a coder, it's going to be hard to understand a lot of the details. So kind of asking for the impossible. It's like, can you tell me all of the details, but I'm not a coder. It's like, um, then how are you going to understand it? I, I'm, I'm not sure what you're asking me to do. Um, all right, let's see. What are your thoughts on the best strategies to get the public thinking in sats instead of full coins? Um, I think that's just going to come at, come naturally. Um, 100,000, I think, will be a natural point because you'll, it'll be, uh, you know, I think 10 sats per penny, something like that. So, you know, it's very close to, it, it, you know, you just multiply by 10 the number of cents and you'll be okay. Um, all right. I feel worried that the wealth in Bitcoin is too concentrated um, and the current cryptocurrency appears to be making wealthy wealthier but poor poorer. How do you think about this as a Christian? I don't think it's doing that. I think the... In fact, like as wealthy spend money, they don't like necessarily earn more Bitcoin. So it's actually spreading out further and equalizing. So I, I reject your premise. Um, how is it possible for a state to print money to manipulate prices? I, I'm imagining the Fed just printing money and shorting Bitcoin in exchanges through shell companies. Um, well, so... Uh, it, it would be possible for the state to print a lot of money, but they would need to be able to borrow a lot of Bitcoin and be able to fund their accounts so that they don't get margin called or something like that. Um, and I, yeah, like it's kind of hard to know um, if that's going on at all, but it would be possible for a state to do that. Uh, why is proof of stake unable to provide decentralized consensus? Well, uh, the, the mechanism for resolving conflicts is really what's at, uh, what, what's not working there, right? Like with proof of work, when you have two different blocks that have done the proof of work, then you're supposed to keep both. And then whoever, whichever lengthens first wins with proof of stake, it's, you get, two different sets of signatures or something like that. And there's no obvious way to figure out who is correct. Um, and in fact, it's, uh, it's actually impossible to resolve that because like if you are waiting it for it to get longer, then just more signatures are like very cheap. There's no, no way to know that this chain is legit and this chain is not. And that that's the idea behind consensus, right? Decentralized consensus is you have to be able to tell what's right and what's wrong uh, without having to appeal to some other authority. And what, uh, you know, like proof of stake does is it's, uh, well, it's whatever the majority say it is, in which case it's it's not consensus. <laughs> it's, it's a it's rule by majority and it's, uh, it, it's not decentralized. It's, it's those people that are in the majority control the whole thing. So it's, uh, 
it, it's it, it basically completely eliminates this idea of uh, decentralization um, and it, it like brings it back to okay then how do we get consensus like do we do it by authority or uh, you know, you, you have to pick some way of figuring out what's canonical and it just simple proof of stake just doesn't work. Um, why is Bitcoin so volatile? Uh, because it doesn't have a central bank. So if it did have a central bank, then a central bank would be, you know, um, buying Bitcoin when it's the price is going down and selling Bitcoin when price is going up so it can keep steady. And that's what every other currency in the world does, or at least fiat currency. Um, but with uh, with Bitcoin, it doesn't have a central bank because it's decentralized. All right, um, let's see. So those are the questions from Twitter. So I'm going to go through some questions on uh, Stacker News. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I asked some people there. All right, so now it asks, is Bitcoin ever going to have a really solid f privacy features? Which ones are your favorite? I think... Um, there's a lot of solid privacy features. Taproot is a pretty good one. Segwit is a pretty good one. Even PayDescript Hash is a pretty good one. Um, just depends on what you want privacy from. Um, you know, if you want like UTXO privacy, you know, there's there are ways to defeat that. But you know, using coin joins or even putting it on an exchange and taking it off, like only the exchange then knows you. Depends on on who you're trying to get privacy from. That's that's the key. Um, how long is it going to take for at least half the transactions in a blockchain to have taproot? Uh, I have no idea, but I imagine at least a few years. LN URL or Bolt 12? Um, no real opinion on that. What do you think uh, need to start building now before hyper-Bitcoinization happens? Um, What's the worst case scenario for hyper-Bitcoinization? I have no idea what that might look like. I have some guesses, but there's no way I can say anything definitively. But um, I would imagine that, uh, you know, getting like building some solid structure or some place where you can be safe is like a major consideration, uh, you know, theft and robbery and murder and all kinds of crime tend to go up in those hyperinflation scenarios, uh, which is what I would expect if it were hyper-Bitcoinizing. All right, uh, KR asks, what do you think about Square's rebrand to Block? If you were in charge of a company, what Bitcoin product or service would you build? Um, I mean, I don't know what I would build, but I would like, I would probably rename mine like elliptic or something. That was the joke I put on Twitter. Not too many people really seem to appreciate that one, but um, yeah, I mean, Square rebranding to block. It sounds like Jack Dorsey is really getting into Bitcoin and he wanted to, you know, go with that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a particular service I would build. I mean, there's lots of things that interest me, but you know, I, I've been in startups for a long time, and the thing is, it's it's very difficult to like, you know, keep with an idea for as long as you need to for a company, a, a startup to be successful or or a project to be successful. So, yeah, I, it, I would need to evaluate it significantly more. 
Uh, how do the new scripting capabilities enabled by, uh, this is uh, GAROX 3C6, uh, scripting capabilities enabled by Taproot compared to smart contracts on Ethereum. I, I don't think they're really comparable. Ethereum is just sort of like, here are some templates, you can do whatever. Uh, like Taproot actually gets you privacy, right? Like that's, um, and you know, is it combats like specific security threats. Um, so, you know, I mean, Ethereum is like a complete joke, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, scripting language and everything else it's not analyzable so i don't i don't really see ethereum smart contracts really competing with the ones uh that taproot provides um you know ethereum stuff is basically gimmicky um bitcoin actually has a purpose that's market proven um all right fanbear asks what would you like to see built into bitcoin core um it's a good question. I'd like to see uh, some something like cross input signature aggregation. I haven't made up my mind on uh, covenants. It is rather easy to get some form of covenant using almost anything. Uh, so I think it is somewhat in inevitable. Question is like to what degree is it going to happen? So yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Zero two one seven four BC and well four B three asks, do you think the combination of a hard money foundation and elastic currency options may be better than either alone? Um, so if it's hard money, it doesn't have elastic currency. So I don't know if that's like even a theoretical possibility. Uh, Loomer asks, why not separate out the wallet support code from Bitcoin Core by default? Um, and why why not stronger encouragement of Tor I2P by default? Um, well, it, it's it's hard to separate out. I think there have been some attempts to do that. But, yeah, I mean, the abstraction and stuff like that, like generally, like if it's not broken you're not going to necessarily fix it because the benefits of separating it out aren't like that obvious um let's see tor i2p uh like doing it by default uh, like you know that that means you have to run tor hidden services and stuff like that and yeah i don't, I don't know um i suppose it's possible but yeah, and like you can just go and enable it like using the default or the uh, settings file. So I, I don't know what the problem is. Well, deflationary, what will a deflationary economy look like? Um, depends on what kind of deflation. So uh, it, one type of deflation is sort of like the Keynesian economy deflation. This is where you have a giant credit crunch. Um, and that typically does not look fun um, because basically no one has any money and, uh, you know, it, lending standards get significantly tightened um, and no one can roll over their debt and stuff like that. So you get a big recession of some kind. Um, there's other there's another type of inflation uh, deflation, which happens in a hard money economy where just goods are getting cheaper because um, money is getting worth, becoming worth more. Um, and I think that generally tends to be much, much better. So depends which one you're talking about. 
Uh, what ratio of VPNs are honeypots decreasing privacy? I have no idea, but I suspect at least some of them. All right, and Kub asks, uh, let's see, favorite movie, uh, The Seven Samurai, Akira Kurosawa. Um, which parts of Bitcoin Core do you find yourself drawn to technically? Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess the elliptic curve and mathy parts, because that's, uh, that's what I, I was a math major and stuff like that. Under what conditions would you support a hard fork? Um, in an emergency, I suppose, like if there was a, like an imminent break on SHA-256 that would compromise mining completely, that would be something. Uh, is there a story to the cowboy hat? Yeah, I've told this uh, several times, but I wear it for three reasons. One, because I'm from Texas and I want people to know that I'm from Texas. Two, because the industry I work in is a lot like the Wild West. A uh, lot of danger, but a lot of opportunity. And finally, the third, because I love the 19th century era, uh, the era of, uh, you know, opportunity in the West. Um, and to me, uh, Bitcoin is a lot like the West, right? It's where uh, opportunity is and you can blaze your own trail and things like that. And I've, uh, I, I'd like to feel that I, I have done that to some degree. Uh, favorite early day Bitcoin insider story most of us haven't heard. Um, let's see. I did meet like, uh, or I, I met Adam back through like an email correspondence back in 2013, except I didn't really know who he was. So I, uh, you know, when I was emailing him, I was asking him all these questions and he, I think he was a little annoyed at me because I was asking stuff that was to him very basic, but I just didn't know. So uh, at least that's 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 a I guess a small story. Any plans to write a book on Lightning? Eventually, um, after I write a book on a wa on wallet development or something like that. Thoughts on Bitcoin City? Um, you know, I think it could be something very interesting. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to look like um and we'll we'll see if there's a lot of traction i i think there's a ton of people that will be interested in going there all right um here so it's it's been about you know 20 minutes into this show so i'm going to answer some questions that um uh, that uh, you know i answered in an ama a little bit ago but you know hopefully it's it's still interesting Hi, Jimmy. Your ideas on the morality of Bitcoin have really been eye-opening for me. That said, they say that money is the root of all evil. Is Bitcoin any different in that regard? Well, um, it's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. I've argued in the past that fiat money causes us to love it through a form of monetary Stockholm syndrome. That is like we're, we have to pay really close attention to it. Uh, because it's being stolen away from us all the time uh, and we because we're forced to pay attention to it so much it kind of holds us hostage and we end up loving it because we're paying attention so much to it um, bitcoin frees us from being held hostage and we can then pay attention to other stuff and you know um i that's not to say that it's impossible to love money 
it's just not a trap that's as easy to fall into as it is in fiat money, I think. Um, so in that sense, I think Bitcoin is much better for humanity. You could change one thing about Bitcoin, small, large, or large, what would it be? Uh, probably the scripting system. Uh, and it's because the stack-based language isn't easy to re reason about. And already there are abstractions like Miniscript and things like that. But something like script simplicity, I think, would, be, uh, would have been nice. I would like to make a mobile wallet, and I'm proficient in JavaScript, React, React Native. Any suggestions on how to get started? Uh, there's a few Bitcoin libraries like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Programming with Bitcoin JS, which uh, teach you a couple of frameworks. One moon, um, just like the right spouse, the moon will come when you're ready. All right. Uh, no questions. Just wanted to say thank you. Um, okay. Is Hi, Jimmy. Are there any Lightning Network services or business you've seen use Lightning in a way that makes you think, wow, this is truly the future? Um, for me, it's a podcast index, um, which you might be listening to right now, and, uh, and Sphinx, uh, which is the chat app where you have to like stake some sats in order to make comments. And if the um, you know, mods determine that you're trolling or something like that. They can basically keep it, but otherwise you get it back. Uh, hello, Jimmy. When was your first Bitcoin transaction? Um, I'm pretty sure it was around 2011 and I got 0 0.05 Bitcoin through a faucet. And, uh, I, I would, I, I took, put that 0 0.05 Bitcoin into a web wallet and then the service disappeared, so I didn't get it. So, yeah. Uh, what's your official end of year price prediction? I think I put uh, $123,456. What would you change about Austin Bit Devs? Um, bigger space, more meat, and I'd make sure that the guy that asked this question would have more groupies. Favorite Korean dish and favorite Korean restaurant in Austin? Kaibi is my favorite Korean dish, and there's a pretty good Korean barbecue restaurant called Korean Barbecue Austin, <laughs> K Barbecue Austin. I think it's uh, it's on Lamar and 60th something somewhere on there. Um, let's see. As a Christian and Bitcoiner, what does church look like for you in this time where most Christians follow the MSN of COVID mainstream narrative, right? Are there any are there ideas in the Bible you view as inconsequential or culturally irrelevant for our time? When you read the Bible, do you view it as inherent and infallible? Um, well, church has been honestly pretty hard for the past couple of years. I've had to leave my previous church, but uh, you know, I, I see the Bible as the Word of God, and that means that there are things in there I won't necessarily understand um, or get because they're beyond my mind's capability and you know but as much as i'm able to I'm able i believe christianity to be the most rational and reason-centered philosophy available do you have a favorite sat symbol um i don't um and you know whatever the market decides i'm happy to use uh as a christian i am hopeful that innovation in financial software systems can help us move toward a society that is both more equitable and less obsessed with money. 
Is this a non sequitur, or do you think there could possibly be enough people with a similar goal working in fintech to move the needle? I'm sure the needle will move regardless. Uh, right now, like just everyone worships money, whether they recognize it or not. But uh, but I think uh, Bitcoin will show us that you know there are problems that can't be solved by money, and that we need something else or maybe even someone else. Do you mind? If not, why not? Um, I did mine like seven years ago for a few months, and I think uh, it, it was actually like the original Miner. I think it was uh, Miner S1 or something like that. And I think I mined a total of like one and a half Bitcoin over a month or so before giving up, I, I, and it was like really noisy and stuff. Um, and uh yeah uh, I, I i stopped i sold the miner and i think i broke even on the whole deal something something to that effect what do you think is the major threat scenarios to bitcoin's existence and what score of possibility do you give to each of these um some rogue code slipped into core banks governments uh fool normies no coiners into taking custody of their bitcoin in some way, all governments decide to shut down mining. Um, I don't think there's a chain reaction thing to like the lightning protocol. So I, that, I don't think that would ever happen. Um, and banks and governments, I think already, uh, you know, a lot of these exchanges essentially act like banks. So yeah, there's a lot of people that are willing to trust central authority. Um, and uh, I don't think governments will decide ever to all shut down mining. Uh, let's see. What is your favorite hardware wallet? I think it's Cold Card. Um, is Thank God for Bitcoin a good first book for a Christian family who don't know anything about Bitcoin? Yes, that's exactly who we wrote it for. After finishing your book, what is a good GitHub repo to play around with? Um, I mean, uh, I have a open source project called Biddle Python, so you can go look that up. Uh, do you think centralized blockchains, open code, open APIs, open state, which you can run yourself, could eventually provide any value over an API provided at a traditional company? I'm not really sure that they're different things. A blockchain is really a database and a centralized blockchain is a centralized database under one company's control. And transparency, I guess, has some value. Um, but, you know, like, is it like any more value? I, I, I don't know. It, it depends on the company, I guess. Uh, what can Bitcoin do to fight the craziness of COVID passports? Uh, vote with your feet. Uh, next innovation to Bitcoin Core after Taproot, probably Sighash AnyProv out. Then uh, that's uh, you know a particular sig sig signature hashing uh, part. What's the most surprising thing you've learned with regard to teaching people about Bitcoin? Um, that the material is already out there, but what my students find valuable is my explaining it. That is, I find it surprising that people find what I can do for, uh, valuable enough to pay me. All right. Um, you've been podcasting and writing about VC quite a bit lately. 
which I've been appreciating greatly. Did anything prompt that? Well, I'm a startup guy, uh, and so I've been around the block a few times when it comes to VCs, and you know, I've basically become convinced that they've taken up the function that banks used to have, uh, just with a lot more money printing, and uh, you know, it's a lot more fiat-centered, and only a few need to succeed, that sort of thing. Um, I wasn't always this down on VCs, but you know, the more I examine the current monetary system, the more I'm thinking that VCs are actually banks. Um, how and why did you get your start in Bitcoin? Um, well, I started contributing to open source projects uh, that were Bitcoin related and just kept going. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, the world opened up for me because I know how to code. And, you know, I got to tell you, that's basically a superpower in today's day and age. What are good cloud mining companies? Uh, don't don't do cloud mining. They have a terrible terrible track record. Uh, let's see. Anyone know if Blue Wallet will support Taproot? You know, I mean, tweet at them and you'll find out. All right. So, all right. That wraps it up, I guess, for all the different. Um, questions that I've had um, you know I, I, I would do I guess a longer show but I am writing a book this week so you know a little busy a little busy all right but anyway um, yeah fiat the one Unchained Capital is a sponsor of this podcast I'm an advisor to the company I know the team well and I'm excited for what they are building if you need multi-sig collaborative custody or a Bitcoin native financial services partner learn more at Unchained well that wraps it up for this episode of bitcoin fixes this you can find me on twitter at jimmy song on substack at jimmysong.substack.com until next time fiat the one best